Good afternoon and welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. We are coming at you today on January 22nd, uh, 2021. Uh, I guess it's the second day of our uh, new uh, crazy leader, uh, <laughs> babbling Biden. But uh, before we get into any of that stuff, uh, let's uh, introduce our panel. Uh, up in our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word, Brathwaite, last word in liberty, retired engineer in the state of California. And up in our right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Evert, uh, coming at you live from a cockpit <laughs> in the state of California. <laughs> he is a pilot, obviously, in the state of California. And um, my name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. So let's jump right into some of these uh uh, some of these issues of the day. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're just coming off of all this crazy lockdown stuff. The government has done everything they can to sort of, uh, you know, crush a big portion of the economy. And Biden is coming to the rescue. So he's coming to the rescue with a plan to bail out small businesses, uh, I guess, it, it, but only if you are the right race or gender, apparently. Uh, so according to Bi uh, Biden, uh, here's the quote. He said, our focus will be on small businesses on Main Street that aren't wealthy or well-connected, that are facing real economic hardships through no fault of their own. Our priority will be Black, Latino, Asian, Native American-owned small businesses and women-owned businesses. Um, and finally, having access to resources needed to open, uh, reopen and rebuild. So equal access unless you're a white male. <laughs> obviously, obviously. <laughs> That's right. Because we all know how well connected us white males are. I mean, we've got uncles and aunts and uh, we've, oh wait, no, we don't have aunts because they're women and we all know. Yeah, that yeah that, that's right. We, well, yeah, well we, we, know, we know Biden's relatives are well connected. I mean, they're out there <laughs> making these deals in other countries and they got him right in appearance for them. <laughs> we, don't, yeah. we don't know. We don't know how you white guys got here, you know. You could you couldn't have mothers, you know. <laughs> you don't have that. <laughs> That's well, right. well. Also, we all know that the the uh, minority owned business owners would would never think to like save uh, money for a rainy day, uh, you know, because that's such a white trait that you know we we all know because we're all so woke and prejudiced and bigoted that we all know that they can't do anything like that. I mean, save money? Are you kidding? Money is meant to be spent. Well, the Democrats want you to spend money because why? Well, because consumerism drives the economy. And how can you consume unless you spend your money? So because most minorities are Democrats. They know these Democrat leaders, these intelligent people like Joe Biden, know that these Democrats predominantly uh, that are in the minority uh, races around the country have taken it to heart to just do nothing but spend, 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 just like they show how to do it in Washington. <laughs> You know, you know the, the the funny thing about all of this, we just celebrated Martin Luther King's birthday. But one of the most famous speeches that Martin Luther King ever had in it, he said, 
He wants to live in a nation where we are judged, not by the color of our skin, but by the content of our character. But over the years, I've added, how about don't judge us by the color of our skin, but judge us by the condition of our conduct. Judge us by the completeness of our competence. But none of that matters to these people. None of that matters. All that matters is the hue, the lightness or the darkness of your hue. That's all that matters to these people. Yeah. This obsession with race, <laughs> ethnicity, and sex will surely destroy us because these people are intent on destroying all the values of Western civilization that got us <laughs> These people are intent of destroying you white guys, you know? They're gonna make all of you criminals and the rest of us gonna be victims, you know? People like who look like me, who happen to have the right quote-unquote hue. Now, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong in attempting to target certain areas. I mean, we could argue about the government involvement and all that, I'm fine, I'm willing to listen to that argument. But there's nothing wrong in targeting certain areas for development. I have no problem with that. But this obsession with race, this racist nonsense, is gonna take us down a rabbit hole that the civil rights movement fought so very hard to close. And we hope we are gonna close it with concrete and cement so we'll never have to go there again. But these people, the obsession is taking us right back there, right back there to that hole. Yeah. Well, it's it's sad. It's almost like a sickness of the mind, you know, that these yes. people can't. And the sad thing is, if you know, as a libertarian, I think one of the the first and foremost things you see is that the damage of a lot of bad ideas is just expanded exponentially when government yes. implements it. And I mean, we saw that with Jim Crow laws, right? you know, the the just laws that made certain people slaves and other people not slaves. Uh, but then, you know, you, you have these new laws, essentially, that they're trying to sneak in here, you know, and, and uh, you know, essentially government action where they're literally trying to decide, you know, which group you're a part of and what your, sure. uh, you know, what sort of community justice you get by. And, and this isn't the first time either. I, you know, we, we just did a, uh, one of our recent shows and we talked about on San Francisco, this craziness was going on where the mayor had a very similar program there. Uh, was yeah. handing out money to businesses that the government, you know, came by and crushed for you. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> and then when they say it's time for help, oh, sorry, you're not the right color. <laughs> yeah. just... Well, uh, you know, if I could expand on that point, which I, I don't know if you meant this, but uh, it's uh, historically, uh, historically, it happens a lot where businesses, when they uh, receive government largesse, it many, many times uh, is the kiss of death for them. It is uh, enough to uh, get them to uh, kind of hunker down and not worry so much and not do the changes that are necessary to uh, either uh, make their business survive or to expand their business in other directions, they normally um, would have gone had it not been for the government largesse, giving them an infusion of, of uh, something, of money to um, sustain them for the moment. So, uh, and 
I, off the top of my head, I can't think of the examples. Um, I know that, that the Foundation for Economic Education did a, a recent uh, piece on that where they, um, they went back through history and explained and showed all the areas uh, where government largesse just killed the business. You know, and I mean, it's, it's uh, one example I can think of is the fur trade back in uh, the 1800s. That was one area where they just killed the uh, the uh, companies that were getting the government uh, help for the fur trade thing. Anyway, um, there's many, many others uh, throughout history. So a point could be made that if you are the woke white people that aren't getting this government largesse, maybe it's, you're in a better position than the, the poor souls who uh, accept this government largesse. But you know, you wanna, you know, you know, Tim, that point is well taken. But this applies even into in in, 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 in there's a broader point here. This social net, this uh, safety net that the government want to create is nothing but a cobweb that traps people in it, you know, and businesses. That's all it does. It traps people so that yep. you don't you don't ever go out and reach your full potential. You never do because you always know the safety net is there. Yeah. And people are trapped. Look at the welfare system. It said that have become that's so expansive since in 19, since 1965 with the Great Society. What have that done? It have trapped people. Human capital stock is being destroyed as we speak right now. People in their working years, in their prime years, in their 20s and 30s, are trapped in this cobweb of the safety net. It's nothing but a cobweb. And this is what government largesse does, whether it's to businesses or to individual human beings. This is what it does. It destroys human capital stock, period. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hearing Leon once again making my point in a more lucid and eloquent manner than I ever could. And, and uh, yeah, it's, that's what I was trying to say, uh, Leon, exactly. Hmm. Well, thank you for the compliment, but I, I I don't think I'm more eloquent than you are, but it's okay. Well, that's why we call you the word, Leon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I'm, uh... I'm, I'm used to uh, communicating on the radio in incomplete sentences, so I'm already <laughs> starting off on the wrong foot. <laughs> well, you know, you know, uh, one of the other points though to bring to that web that you're talking about leon and uh and and maybe you know allowing people to get their footing you know just so they'll you know can uh, you know get on their own two feet i guess but is is that uh, if we look at the war on poverty and there's a good graphic on this unfortunately i don't have it available but maybe for one of our future shows i'll try and get it up there but uh it shows the spending you know when they started the war on poverty and the levels of poverty <laughs> and essentially yeah. if you look at that graph i mean the spending goes up like this and the poverty levels just sort of stay about equal <laughs> yeah yeah hey hey i got one better um the uh spending on the department of education after it was established in like i don't know i think it was uh the the 60s or 70s not sure but uh it, it's not that old but uh after the department of education the federal department was established the test scores began a, a slow and uh, and then a, a little bit picked up the pace on their descent, you know, lower and lower and lower. So 
and of course the money spent was you know you know that that graph that uh, upside down hockey stick graph that you're referring to on spending but it but it had the reverse uh, effect or an inversely proportional effect uh, to these test scores of these poor little innocent chillins running around trying to get an education from you know help with the federal government better better they would have been better off had the federal government left its nose out of what should be a local um, uh, government uh, business. You know, you know, there's even there's even a more a more horrible thing that is ongoing. Talking about this war on poverty. Okay. Are are we trying to out horribly outdo one another? On, I, I think so. I think I think we are. I think we are. <laughs> I think we are. We Government are. will get the final yeah. grab on that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. at the top of the heap. You know. All right. Let's hear it. Leon, yeah. Okay. Okay. Then you could give me your, your next horrible, your next horrible statistic here. Yeah. But you know, slavery, with all its horror, could not destroy the American black family. Jim Crow, with all its horror, could not destroy the American black family. But you know what destroyed the American black family? Government largest, the great, the great society by Lyndon Johnson and the Democrats. That destroyed the American black family. When this thing started in 1965, 20%, 20% of kids born were born in single family homes. You know today, you know what that number is today? After trillions of dollars of government largest, it is today 72% of children born in black families today are born to single mothers. And we don't understand the pathologies we are seeing in black communities now. That is why, that is why it's Lyndon Johnson and the Great Society that brought us to this great tragedy that we have today. It, it's it's almost as if when the government uh, is trying to help, it does worse than it's trying to to hurt you. <laughs> I mean, literally, they're handing uh, uh, unemployment checks to in California to people who are in jail. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like when they're trying to hurt you, they wind up. <laughs> So maybe, maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should go spend my retirement in prison and, and maybe I'll get unemployment permanently. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but, but, you know, it, it is funny though, too, on that, that one point that, uh, you know, about education and that's that, you know, for some reason when the government uh, sees a monopoly in the private sector, it sees, uh, you know, harm, you know, it sees this market sure. power, but for some reason, yeah. when the government is running the monopoly, doesn't see any problem with that. <laughs> Democrats don't see any problem with it either. They never do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's something else that uh, uh, Biden uh, is, uh, uh, brings us back to Biden as well. Um, J Jacob Blake, uh, the guy who I guess was the spark of the whole Wisconsin uh, riots and Kenosha, uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, Kenosha, yeah. Kenosha, yeah. And so he wound up. He, he was the guy, if you remember, who had been, uh, uh, I guess, uh, con I guess he had been charged or convicted of rape of of this uh, digital rape of this woman. He had a restraining order against him uh, for coming into you know a certain distance. She called the cops because he was violating the restraining order. The cops came and tried to peacefully remove him first with words, then with, you know, trying to physically escort him out, trying to use 
uh, uh, handcuffs, tasers. None of it worked. Yeah. Yes, and then and then he, uh, you know, still resisting all that, he went to the car and they saw him reaching down into the car, and they shot him after told, telling him many times and. Uh, and then it turned out that he was just in an interview after the press, the media, our mainstream, you know, uh, fact-checked media <laughs> told yeah, us yeah. that, uh, you know, that, he, that this unarmed man was shot many times, you know, for no reason whatsoever other than being black. Um, mm. You know, uh, that was what the story was. And Biden told us as well that the cop should be investigated and thrown in jail. He said yeah. he should be arrested, you know, yeah. so this was without being convicted of anything. You know, Biden told us that about this particular case. Okay, after all that, Jacob Blake was on an interview this last week and he said, yeah, I was reaching down for a knife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, it's just so bananas, so crazy. And yet, you know, here's our commander in chief literally willing to throw out due process of law and throw a police officer in jail because, you know, uh, of, of some racial sickness that he has in his head, some identity politi politics sickness that this guy is running on. He's willing to throw this police officer in jail. And it turns out this guy is literally this 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 uh jacob blake is somebody who should have been in jail many times over yeah, case, for, yes. yeah. yeah for everything he did there and it's just absolutely unbelievable and of course this is the guy we just elected i don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that you know you know the, the media the media continue to work on one mantra if it earns if it burns it earns if it bleeds it leads and if it's race it's in your face mm, i don't true. know if you remember Mike, the Michael Brown shooting. Michael Brown was this unarmed black man who was shot by this evil white cop. But you know, at the time of that shooting, Barack Obama was president and his attorney general, Eric Holder, was black. Okay? You know, not one of them, not one of them could find something to charge the cop with. Not one. The cop was never charged with anything. To this day, we still hear all these things about Michael <laughs> Brown and how he was an unarmed black man who was shot by this evil white cop. To this day, we hear that. To this day. Yeah. But the cop was never charged. But you know what? His life was destroyed. He left the Ferguson department. And I don't know where he's working right now. I think he's a guard somewhere or something like that. His career was destroyed. This is what happens. These false narratives that ginned up um, in the Jacob Blake is a very good example of this. Jacob Blake is a guy who was supposed to be in, in prison, but he was out. He was still doing the things that he did that got him in prison in the first case. The police came over. They tried to resolve this peacefully. You know, this is the one place a, mis a, mostful, a mostly peaceful incident is not good enough for the media. They tried to resolve it peacefully. The man went for a knife and the police shot him. And then we had the riots. And then we had the most really peaceful riots in, in Kodnotra, Wisconsin. This is a madness that's going on in our society now. And if we don't do something about this and do something about this soon, and with these Democrats now in charge in Washington with their race-obsessed mentality, I fear for our great land. I really do. Um, well... <clears throat> 
All I can say about what Biden says and does and all this kind of stuff. Um, I mean, that, that's yeah. I'm, yeah. Leon. Yes. Right on the money there. And uh, the, the only thing that I have to say about Biden is I'm going to go out, go out on a limb here and I am going to assume that he really doesn't. Uh, who knows what he believes? I mean, who knows what he even can even, yeah. even think? But uh, but I seriously doubt that he believes any of this nonsense that he spews out of his mouth. I think what he does is he panders to what he feels is his constituents. Uh, he's just like your typical politician that would that would send their mother to the death camps if it would further their political career. These people have no morals whatsoever. I mean, that, that might be a slight exaggeration, but not yeah. much. I mean, <laughs> you know, they, they you know, no, like, no, no, you're right. I mean, these are the people who will literally laugh about them violating the law while they put yeah. somebody else in jail for violating the exactly. same law that they're laughing about, you know, saying, exactly. oh, I, yeah. I didn't inhale, you know, or, you know, yeah, yeah I took a few <laughs> puffs here and there, but they, you know, they, they literally supported policies that put other people in jail for the same thing. So it's just, yeah. Or, or like Kamala Harris, who, uh, <laughs> when she was the attorney general in California, um, put was, was, uh, she had a record 301 year, uh, for marijuana, you know, marijuana smoking or dealing or some, some silly thing like that. But yeah. anyway, at least one of these people, had uh, after they came out with an act and I really should, you know, refresh my memory on which act this was, but it, uh, it basically stated in California that if new evidence shows or can um, uh, reverse a conviction on someone, the attorney general has to present it and, and look at it and so on. Well, she defied advice from her peers in the attorney general community State yes. states in other states and saying, you know, uh, Kamala, you have to do this. You know, th this is the now the law. And she refused and she refused yes. until she no longer was attorney general. And the next guy came up. Sure enough, this one particular person who happens to be black was exonerated right. for, for crimes he did not commit. No thanks to Kamala Harris, who is a psychopathic B word. Starts with a B, as in Bravo. <laughs> but I don't know if you remember, but um, during the the uh, Democratic primaries, Tulsi Gabbard, your favorite person, Tim, Tulsi brought that very issue up, that very issue you're talking about. She brought okay. it up. And Kamala had nothing, nothing to say about it. She couldn't even respond in an intelligent way. All she yeah. said was, oh, none of that is true. Something so yeah. muted that you yeah. obviously know that Tulsi was on the money. She really was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tulsi. 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 Oh, God. Tulsi can string two sentences together coherently. And not yeah. only that, she can string, you know, 50 or 100 together coherently and uh, mentally blow away any of these other Democratic yeah. stupid people. I mean, they're just stupid. <laughs> or if not stupid, they're just dishonest. You know, and I don't know which one is worse, you know, honestly, I don't know which one is worse. Well, it's funny, too, for all the talk of Biden being a great unifier, which he's trying to earn the mantle of the one person, the only person who spoke out there on the stage of the Democrat Party that was 
clearly speaking as a unifier was Tulsi Gabbard. I don't agree with all of her positions. Some of them were, were on the socialist side of things. Yeah. But however, she spoke with respect about both sides. And that's exactly the kind of healing mentality we need if we are to sort of patch things together you know, in this sad state of divisiveness that the, you know, Democrats, that's, that's pretty much all they're about today is just as we started in the first topic of the show, it's to divide us up in groups and decide who you're going to help. So yes. that's right. Know. That's their, that's their method of, of bringing people, unifying people, bringing them together, which, uh, okay. I know this is like, oh, you know, like no one, no one would dare do this except good old brave uh, Tim here. But I'm going to predict that the unification efforts will go in vain over the next four years, 100%. Wasn't that well. a leap? Wasn't that a leap? <laughs> well, it's talk, about sticking, talk about sticking your neck out, Tim. Talk about sticking your neck out. <laughs> well, with that said, it's time for our knucklehead noise patrol where we end the program with something silly that some – politician or uh media person has said and and given who's in power today oh we're gonna have a lot of silly things to talk about <laughs> over the next year yeah, you're gonna have to change that intro to the knucklehead noise patrol where we have the knucklehead noise patrol to show what stupid thing joe biden said today <laughs> well actually i'm sure we'll have a lot of things like that in future shows this time it goes to somebody else so we're giving oh, biden a God. break at the end of the he said enough stupid Stupid things at the beginning of our program, so we. <laughs> <All righty. laughs> we don't want to give the whole show over to him. <laughs> yeah, really, really, it get boring too. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. true. It's yeah, true. yeah. He has, he has a lot of other people on Team Blue who are more than capable of saying silly things. <laughs> so, and and we have one to share with you this week. And I, I this has been all around, so you probably uh, you might have heard it somewhere else first, but. Mm. It's just beyond the pale that uh, when Congress, uh, you know, I guess uh, opened their first, uh, you know, meeting of the new Congress, uh, they had uh, U.S. Representative Emanuel Cleaver. Uh, I guess he uh, gave the prayer for the meeting. And uh, uh, let, let me read it for you real quick here. He said, may the Lord lift up. Uh, the light of his countenance upon us and give us peace, peace in our families, peace across this land. And dare I ask, O oh Lord, peace even in this chamber now and evermore. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God Brahma and God known by many names, by many different faiths. Amen. And a woman. <laughs> <laughs> A woman. He's my favorite god of all, Brahma. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, we know him too. Yeah, we know him too. Yeah. I think when I, I when I when I wrote my book, I spent all my time talking about Brahma. Yeah. <laughs> and I did say a woman at the end. Oh, these people are so these people are so ridiculous, it's unbelievable. A man has nothing to do with gender. Or, or or sex, nothing. But he has he has this fool telling us a woman supposed to mean something. And then when somebody call him and he say, "Oh, I was just being uh, a little lighthearted," and everybody everybody getting getting all bent out of shape. No, we're getting a bent out of shape because of your damn idiocy. <laughs> <laughs> well, then every everything is about gender or identity, even yeah. to the point where it, it literally just like makes no sense. They're going to inject it in there no matter what, to the point of a man and a woman. So, uh, you know, and I guess uh, there'll have to be 
a person at some point. I'm not at sure. Some point, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to be careful. Amen, amen, might become too sexist for the rest of us to say, you know. You got to become yeah. woke and, and make sure you say it right. <laughs> well, we've reached the end of our time. Uh, and give me an A woman on. <laughs> a woman. <laughs> Thanks for joining us uh, for uh, uh, this uh, Knucklehead Noise Patrol. Uh, you can catch uh, more of our shows on uh, Libertarian Counterpoint at Facebook.com. Uh, uh, and uh, we also have a new Facebook page as well, uh, Knuckleheads of Liberty uh, on Facebook as well. Uh, we're also planning to get some uh, a YouTube channel up and a few other things too. So you can look for those in the, the future soon. Uh, but uh, you can send your comments in to uh, uh, libertariancounterpoint.com uh, or knuckleheads uh, uh, at libertariancounterpoint.com. And uh, we'll see you at the next one. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, woman.